1: shall be preached in all the world, then shall the end come.
2: Hey everyone, and thank you for joining this episode of Fuel for the Harvest. This is Charlie. And this is Nathan, and we'll be your host today. And once again, joining us
1: is Dwight. Dwight, thank you so much for being here.
0: Oh, I can't tell you how exciting it is for me. I would never have imagined 50 years ago, when I started my journey with Jesus, that I would have decades to look back on and have some practical things that we'll get to talk about today. I'm I'm excited to get to share today.
1: Right. And last week, we kind of touched on the first part of this subject, which is how do we run the race with endurance? And today we're going to be touching on some practical subjects about like, what does that really look like when the rubber hits the road? So uh, without any further ado, uh, let me turn it back over to Dwight.
0: I have friends who have run the Boston Marathon, some of these massive, long marathon races, and they will plan ahead and know how they need to train, how they need to prepare their bodies, where they're going to need hydration, uh, extra hydration. And I feel like uh, sometimes we approach life as though it's going to be a sprint, and it seldom is for anyone. Uh, Most people are going to live an average lifespan, and in that average lifespan, they're going to encounter a lot on their journey, and the enemy is going to continue to seek to take you out, take you out spiritually, take you out physically, all sorts of ways. He doesn't want you to run your race, and certainly not with endurance, because he also knows, let, let let me cite this for us, he also knows all the people God has used powerfully, not just in the second half of their life. In the final third of their life i mean you go through the scriptures I, th- I think of caleb uh in the scriptures who you know he he said he begs joshua give me the hill country uh you know i'm 85 but i feel like i'm 45 and and this without him you know he was necessary for them to get where god wanted to get his people they needed a leader like him who had a kick step at 85 there are many people that the enemy wants to take them out as early or somewhere on because maybe their best part of their leg is going to be. That's one of the things I had to learn early cuz God kept putting people in front of me who were in their 80s and 90s who were who were making a massive impact not they used to. They were making it then. One of them at age 99 writing his last book and I'm sitting with him in his office wesley Duell, whose books have been translated around the world they've affected people all over the world i mean millions and millions and millions of people and he's writing these you know in the latter two decades of his life uh and so i i think what's important for us is to have disciplines all the way along some people call them disciplines i'd say they're routines uh, your morning quiet time, absolutely necessary. If you don't develop and establish that pattern early, you'll never, you're never gonna run with endurance, the race marked out for you. Because God's gonna be giving you stuff that you're gonna need in the tomorrows ahead in your ordinary todays. He's developing character in you. He's developing thought patterns in you. He's developing understanding in you. His ways are higher. His his thoughts are deeper. You, you've got to be spending regular time Training with him in the Word of God, but then Jesus often, uh, Luke five sixteen, slipped away to be alone with God. I will tell you, when I was seventeen, I'd only been a Christian for two years, and I had the most devastating impact happen to me that should have taken me out at age seventeen. And here I am this year. I'll, you know, I'll be fifty years later, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm going. Man, the enemy almost took me out. And you know how it happened? It it was through a defamation of character and an older Christian who took me on and didn't like me and wanted to annihilate me. And I was, my head was spinning. I was so confused by what had just happened. Got fired from this position. I was in my first full-time ministry position at age 17. And I, 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 my head was spinning. I, 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 my, my mother couldn't eat for two weeks. My father was in despair. It was the most horrific thing I'd ever been through. And can I tell you what got me through that year of God rebuilding and helping me through that was dates along with God. You guys have taught them. We've got a little book at Forge called, Is God Waiting for a Date with You? I would have dates with God at age 17 that were these little times of half a day, uh, a time away. I'd get away from everything else to just listen to the one who alone knew what I was going through. And, and, and I, I just encourage anybody that's listening, that discipline, Jesus did that. He was running a hard race, and he was going to endure the cross. Right before the cross, he's got a date in a garden, you know, in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he gets all the strength he needs mustered, to, not my will, but thy will. And, you know, and, and he's he's prepared through that date. Many people look at the epic passion of the Christ on the cross. Look at the garden look at the time alone he had with God that enabled him to run with endurance even while he's despising the shame of the cross he's got the power to live through it and into it so so this is a great point you both have brought up and, and I I, 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 wonder, just, I
2: can't I wonder if you'd be willing to share uh what your time with God looks like whether that's your your morning quiet time that you mentioned or your dates alone with God maybe someone's listening saying that's awesome what do I do How how do I approach that time? Because it's felt difficult for me or stale or I sit down and I don't know what to do. I might read something and say, okay," and and walk away and it doesn't mean anything to me. What what do you do with that time that might give some insight to others who are wondering? I'd I'd be happy
0: to share that, Um, uh, The The one thing I want to encourage listeners is that on our YouTube channel for Forge, there is a teaching on date alone with God. Uh, Is God waiting for a date with you? And that would be a great place to go to get instruction on how to do these dates, because I'm honestly convinced when I've read, I've read so many biographies. If you looked at my library, you'd go, oh, word, you know, because I I knew that being near these other lives, I could learn lessons from them. I think we're we're not smart if we don't slow, RPM reduce and pay attention to a life young in my days. I heard the statement: Ten years from now, you'll be the same person you are today, except for the books you read and the people you meet. And I thought, there's a lot of people I may never meet them, but I could be, I could learn from them by reading their biographies. And the more of these, that's why this this book, you know, that you referenced at the beginning, Charlie, is valuable. Uh, what I noticed with all of them, whether it's the twenty lives focused on, it's my turn, or whether it's biography after biography I've read, I noticed with all of them two things. One is I freaked out when I realized all of them had been through hard things because I went, oh, uh, you know I, you know we, we want to avoid hard things, but I realized, but I also realized that was a shaping thing in their life and that that had taken them deeper. They were deeper than average people. They had Christian secrets that they'd learned. you know, the Christian secrets that, that they had were powerful. The other thing I learned about them was they had an intimacy with God. An intimacy with God that was like fueled. It just kept fueling them. They, they were, they, were, that, that was the fuel to run the race marked out for them. So in my morning quiet times with God, my mornings are one thing. My dates alone with God are a different thing. Um, I schedule those on my calendar and those are blocks of time. My morning time, my Bible, you will never ever find anything else that will train you up and tool you up more than God's word. It's a lamp to your feet. It's a light to your path. He said, is my word not like fire? It's it's a hammer. It's likened to a hammer. It'll crush things that need to be crushed, broken, and out of you. It will restore. He'll use it to restore or rebuild you. God says, that, you know, that he's a rebuilder. Uh, Hebrews 3, 4 tells us God's the builder of everything. He has used his word to architect my life. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He's the architect builder of what he's doing in us and through us. So, your Bible and and um, I, I love some of the tools that we have you know we've we've got tools uh, at Forge uh, in our resources. One's called marks of a Disciple. there's another one in I've, I've got my Swahili copy but you know there's there's uh, different tools that help a person know how to dig into God's word. Uh, uh, but I would say I always read with a pen because I'm a little ADD. so I read with a pen I'm looking for the good stuff that I, I'm gonna mark. Uh, either with an asterisk, or I'm going to underline, or I'm going to circle certain words that I think are standout words to me. Uh, with endurance, you know, I'm going to circle the word endurance because I, I know that I need to build to last. I, you know, and so I I I need him to give me the things I'm going to need that are that are tools in my toolbox to be able to endure. I I bring music into my quiet time with God. I I am a musician. But I've been with a lot of people. Charlie, I love you. Uh, I've come to know you, and I've stood beside you in public settings. I know you're not a professional singer. Uh, uh, You you shouldn't be given a mic uh, to sing a solo. Uh, But I also know that hasn't stopped you from singing, because you realize that so many scriptures tell us to sing to the Lord to sing, uh, sing, 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 sing. I mean, it's it's all over the scriptures. Jubal was the first musician and God weaves this into the thread of his people. We don't know whether Paul and Silas were singers. You know, Paul's kind of a heady, smart, intellectual guy. He may not have had a good voice, but you don't learn to sing in the midnight hour in a prison. You've had that as a pattern in your life. And so when you're bloodied and you've been beaten up and everything else, sometimes it is refocusing on the one, you know, and suddenly there's that renewal of your intimacy with God coming as you're singing to him and and he inhabits your praise. So they start singing in a prison. And the next thing you know, the the prison is no longer holding them in chains, nor the other prisoners. And and there's kingdom advance going on, not because they stood up and preached at that moment, they sang. So sometimes I think music uh, is, is a, a nourishment that our spirit needs. And, I, and I, bring, I bring that into my quiet time. I journal. I think you need to, I think it's an important discipline because I think yesterday informs your tomorrow. It should. I think people are foolish if they don't recognize that history better informs how to live tomorrow. That's true. That's why we study history but you have a personal history and if you review your yesterday there may be a lesson you didn't pause long enough to to gain the lesson to for it to affect your tomorrow your yesterday should affect your tomorrow and your journaling can allow you either to notice where god was in your yesterday or to notice where you weren't engaged in a way you could have been and want to be in your tomorrow so I think journaling, it, you don't have to do it every day. I don't. I, I'm not an everyday journaler. But I can tell you I've been reading back through a journal just from 17 years ago this month. Um, and I look back, and you know what it's doing for me? It's recounting the faithfulness of God. But for God, I could never have made it through that. Oh, there was God. There was God. And some of us need to journal even to be able to find him in our yesterdays so when we're facing the Goliaths of our tomorrows, We've got, we've got a record of the bears and the lions of our yesterdays that he's enabled us to get through. So I journal in my quiet time. I bring my Bible. I bring music. Um, and then sometimes I'll have other reading material that's a part of it as well. And then I try to review memory. Uh, I think there's some verses you ought to be able to carry into life. You don't leave collecting dust on your bedstand, but you're you're bringing that into life. So I'll write it down on on a little card and I'll put it in my wallet, so that I can keep going through it if I'm I'm stuck in a situation. I could go through that and go through that because I think the Word of God in us, not just reading it, but in us. Uh, it, it says in in James, humbly accept the Word planted in you, which can save you. And I think there's times where where the Holy Spirit brings back a verse. That is our, it's, it's like our t- torch. It's going to cut way through, you know, <laughs> there's that verse that you need.
2: I, I That's, that's as that's much so as probably true. we have time to
0: share right now. About yeah. Quiet
2: time. Well, that, that even reminds me of the scripture where um, Jesus is talking about giving us the Holy spirit. And he says, the Holy spirit will remind you of everything I have taught you. So everything we learn from Jesus, everything we see in the word of God, the Holy spirit who lives inside of us will begin to remind us of those things as we've been up close to him, I think. And um, if uh, you were listening, you're going, hey, where's that video for Date Alone with God? If you go on the Forge YouTube channel, it's youtube.com slash Forge Forward. And there's two playlists where you can find it. You can find it on the Dwight Robertson playlist or on the short uh, Devos and Videos playlist. And it'll be right there. It's titled Date Alone with God, Dwight Robertson. Uh, and you can take a look at that on, hey, I want to dig into. I, I want to hear more of that. And as I've met, Um, people who've suffered, and I've met persecuted believers throughout the world, those who are full of joy, those who are enduring and running the race to the end. This marks their life. They're people of prayer. They're people of praise. They've been in the word of God. They have scripture memorized, and they say that in those times, that's what helps them to keep going. Uh, It's like a breath of fresh air. It's, It's life to them to say, wow, this one verse that I can hold on to, is giving me endurance to keep going uh this prayer that i got early in the morning uh this this praise this i'm going to sing out to god like you mentioned paul and barnabas in prison praising god and uh, it's true it it really shifts their focus to jesus who's the one who endured and who's the one that will give us strength to endure as well
1: so good um i uh, I think the only thing that I would add, and uh, I think I add this every time we talk about intimacy with God, is just remember uh, that it's it, we may be a people of prayer, but the reason we pray is because we're trying to connect with the one. There's someone on the other end. Uh, he's alive. He's active. Yes. And uh, so we don't just read the Bible because it's like... Hey, this is the right religious thing to do we read the bible because it's the words of the living God who cares to be a part of your life mm-hmm. and we don't just pray to pray we pray because there's someone there to talk to okay. um and so just re- a reminder uh that uh he's there he's present he wants to connect with you he's alive um and it's not just about the religious practice that the yeah. it's just a tool in
2: order to get to him better It's uh, there's that verse, Nathan, that you just reminded me of, John 5, 39, Jesus speaking to the religious leaders. He says, you study the scriptures diligently, almost applauding. Good job. You know them like the palm of your hand backwards and forwards. And that's awesome. But they testify about me, Jesus says, and you refuse to come to me for life. They're the roadmap. They're meant to point us. The Word of God is pointing us to the Person of Jesus, and prayer is simply a a, a fancy Bible word for communication with God, talking with God. Uh, you're exactly right. Uh, sometimes we use these words, uh, and and we fail to realize the Person behind them, and the reality is that it's just a simple conversation with God.
0: I, I want to add just a little practical toolbox here uh, that that I think. I'd be remiss if I didn't share this. Um, I was captivated by the fact that after Jesus had spent a lot of time pouring out, pouring out at, at Simon Peter's mother-in-law's house. um, And, and I find him early in the morning. uh, It says, while it's still dark, he had left the house. They, they went looking for him. They couldn't find him. He'd been out by the lake, out by the water. Um, And I want to give some practical tips here for endurance One is know where the places and spaces are where you're refreshed. For Jesus, it appears that it was maybe the Garden of Gethsemane, but it was also in that lake region. He spent a lot of time around water. For some people, being near water or being in the outdoors, I want to encourage you to know where the places and spaces are where refreshment comes to you. For Jesus, I believe it was Lazarus and Mary and Martha's house. I think they were really good friends, close friends, where he just... Felt like he could, you know, and maybe the food was really good. We have every indication Martha was, you know, slaving over the food, trying to get everything ready. But there was also a listening ear with Mary. Lazarus was clearly a dear friend. Have friendship in your life. Have friends that refresh you and renew you. You need to know who are those people that I'm not working when I'm with them. I'm actually, wow, God's refreshing me and renew. When I walk away, there's a little extra bounce in my step. For endurance, you need to know who are those relationships. You know, don't be ashamed that that you have... Jesus had three out of his 12 that he must have been more comfortable with, that he he poured more of himself. He allowed them to experience more with him. He did more with them. And he had one of them in particular. Uh, so I, I think know who the people are, know where the places are, the spaces. Um, we have a place called Deep Camp. And, and you know, I, I've always believed it's a great place for people to come. But I find every year, every time I go it's a place of renewal and refreshment for me personally um it's in the mountains I've had times of refreshment of going on walks with God Enoch's not the only guy in the Bible you know Enoch's not the only guy who walks with I mean Adam and Eve got to walk with God and, and that's when we know God enjoyed them and they enjoyed him and they missed that enjoyment when they separated themselves by sin go on a walk with him even if it's a it's a repentance walk you know like I need to I need to get things fixed for some of us our space with him that would be renewing and refreshing and give us better endurance is to go for a walk. I've, I've gone on hikes on 14,000 foot mountains with him. Moses went up a mountain and he came down totally so lit, you know, like, whoa, they couldn't even look at him because he'd been with God and something had transpired to him. Stephen had enough time with biographies uh, when he was martyred for his faith he gives an account before you get to Acts chapter seven, he's, he's telling all these people whose lives had informed him, Uh, you know, so sometimes it's reading a biography that's going to refresh you like, oh, here's another person who's, who's been through some, they're going, you know, and you're, you know, you're not having to go through what they're going through, but you're seeing how they endured and it feels like you've got their company with you on the journey, you know, so that, that's another way to be refreshed. Um, I would say, uh, if you know wh- who those relationships are, where those places are, um, pursue them. Some of you, it's, your, it's certain family members. For some of you, it's, it's leave and cleave with your wife, or your your husband. Have some, some time with them, and you're renewed there. It might be with your child. I just was reviewing with, with Nathan and Charlie before the call that there are times where you ought to take a, a, a walk in the woods uh, or or down by a seashore with your child and, and just be reminded of the goodness of God in all of nature as you see it through the lens of their eyes who are discovering some of those things for the first time. Fitness, physical fitness is a way to be refreshed. For some of us, your body needs renewed and refreshed. Some of you, you're not going to make it to the third, last third of your life when you're supposed to be like Caleb, who's 85, saying, I'm like a 45-year-old, because you're not taken care of. You're not stewarding the body, and you need that for endurance for the, the latter half of your life. You're not going to have the endurance you need. So just given some practical, you know, hydrate, you know, what are the things that that bring your body, your mind, your spirit, uh those are things, for some of you, it's to sit down with a good book, and, and you're a new person after you've sat and read for a while. So I don't know. You need to know what those things are that refresh and renew, because there are going to be hard places in your journey, and you can't keep doing hard without, uh and remember, Jesus often, Luke 5, 16 again, often slipped away to solitary places, unplugged, uh, get, get, recharged somewhere somehow some way i i think i'd be foolish if i didn't share that that's been a part of a discipline in my life throughout life uh, even when i go to do exercise that's my way of getting unplugged from the world that's cranking like this and i'm someplace totally different uh and it it's good for me as a man it's good for me as a human being who needs to steward the body that i have but also just have a different cadence, a different rhythm in my life. So mix it up a little bit. Some of us are workaholics uh, and and we need to have a good balance uh, of, of things in our life if we're gonna run with endurance the race marked out for us.
1: It's true. Um, Dwight, thank you so much for, uh, those practical ideas. Uh, one of the things that I feel like, uh, we sometimes fail at as leaders equipping the saints is, uh, we cast these visions and then we don't give anybody any tools in order to accomplish them. And so thank you for that. Um, it's really productive and positive. <laughs> um, Charlie, uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say before we wrap up?
0: No, I would I love to give a homework. To- I would love to give a homework assignment to those who've been our listeners. And and it, it is this. And I promise, if if they pay attention, if they're a student, a perpetual learner, that's what a disciple is, find somebody who's in their 60s, 70s, or 80s, mm-hmm. who's walked with Jesus and sit with them and ask questions that you're really focused on, them. And, and you gotta linger, you gotta RPM reduce, don't be in a hurry. They'll feel it if you're in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. Sit with them and ask them, where were the hard places and what helped you? Um, mm-hmm. and, and I really believe there's some baton passing that ought to happen in the body of Christ. I talk with a lot of people in that, those decades of their life who feel they've been dismissed by a younger generation. And that's, that's an, an absence of information that a young generation needs to be able to run the race that's in front of them. And so the homework assignment for any who are younger is take time to look around you. Does God have somebody in your sight line that you could sit with and ask them those questions and be a student of the life? You don't have to read a biography. You might have a life right near you that you could could tap. And God has wonderful gifts, baton passing to give to you through them. That's a homework assignment.
2: Oh, that's so good. I'm excited. (laughs) Well, thank you guys uh, for this conversation. I've really, really enjoyed it. And uh, thank you for those of you who are listening to Fuel for the Harvest. It's a joy uh, just to share this time together and what God continues to put on our hearts. Uh, Thank you for subscribing and sharing. Uh, As this encourages you, we want to encourage you to keep doing that so more and more can hear. Uh, People are tuning in from more and more nations. For those of you uh, from other places apart from the United States, thanks for listening. We're really thankful. And uh, may God continue to use you Uh, to impact your everyday places. God bless you and see you next time.